Hello everybody and welcome again to the ninth episode of the Punnett Podcast today. We are going to be doing a deep dive into the Packers and the Dolphins. I believe this is probably one of our most anticipated episodes that Chris and I are wanting to record between this or the mock draft. I know it kind of varies. Today we're just covering two teams, my Miami Dolphins and as Chris put it before we start recording, our Packers. Uh, we will be talking about the Dolphins first because Chris doesn't have much of an opinion on the Dolphins as it is. But Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, my buddy. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, so I want to start off the news today. Um, not a whole lot of news going on. Do <laughs> um, you want to talk about the Dolphins thing or do you want to talk about the potential possible leak of a Packers trade first? Um... Let's talk about your Dolphins things first. Okay, so first they talked, um, when it came to the Dolphins, it came out by Ian Rappaport yesterday that the Dolphins were considering moving the sixth overall pick. Um, and if you haven't, if you don't know what's going on there, Dolphins traded back from three to 12 with the trade from San Francisco, picking up two first-round picks in the future and then a f- third-round pick this year. Then the Dolphins traded a first-round next year, to move up to six with Philly, and now they're talking about trading back from six. So I can only assume that this means um, Cincinnati is probably going to be taking their guy um, that they've kind of heard. You know, they're like, you know, obviously I'm sure GMs communicate with each other. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm sure they're like, hey, who are you taking with this? And they're like, oh, well, we're taking this guy. And they went, well, shit, that's kind of the guy we wanted, but there's other guys we like, but, you know, if we can drop back and pick up assets. Uh, the two teams I've seen mentioned the most has been the Washington football team and the Carolina Panthers. I am okay with either one of those happening because, personally, I think those picks will probably still be within the top ten next year and probably the year after that because I assume if you're trading back from six, you're looking at a similar haul of what we got from San Francisco. So one or two first round picks, and then like a mid round pick later. I mean, I, you got you got um, what's his face over there in Carolina now, so they're gonna suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm high on Darnold, not Aaron Donald. I, I am high on Aaron Donald, but it's Sam Darnold that's out there. Um, but you know, as a Dolphins fan, I'm looking at it. We're in a good position and setting ourselves up here where we can. You know, I'll preach best player available all the time here. And, hey, you know, if that just makes it easier for us to pick best player available and fill in where we need, then go for it, you know? I mean, no harm in that. Uh, but what do you think, who do you think would be trading up to six? And let's get a little crazy here. Let's say you're Green Bay. What's a trade that you're willing to offer to go up to six? Oh. Yeah. Putting you on the spot here. Like, a re- let, let, let's say you're calling me up. I'm, you know, we're we're GMs here. Well, you know, you're, you're Green Bay, I'm Miami, and you're wanting up to six. Say you're wanting, like, Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or something. Uh, I'd, I'd probably obviously give you our 29. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost probably have to be a next year's first also. Although yeah. I wouldn't want to give that up. I would give up a second for next year. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw in Jordan Love to be your backup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris. So you get him out of Green throw, Bay. You can't keep throwing around Jordan Love like he's a candy piece here. He's gonna be get, your, get, get him out of Green Bay. He's going to be your future. 
Not, pfft, yeah, okay. Um, Whatever you say. So personally, if I'm Miami, it depends on how far I'm dropping back. Like, I, I assume if I'm trading back to Green Bay, like, just theoretically, it's Green Bay here. If I'm trading back to Green Bay, you're looking at that pick being late round for late first round pick for the next five years, right? Uh, oh yeah, easily. Like, and so, I mean, honestly, I don't think there's the entertainment of the fact of us ever trading with Green Bay. But if we were, honestly, Chris, you're not gonna like my price. I would put it on. Yeah, I know. You're just gonna ask for Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm asking for your first and second round pick the next two years. Oh no! That's, <laughs> what? Who would make that trade? But here's the thing: When are you guys ever going to be able to go up and get an elite level wide receiver like that again? Well, I mean, all we got to do is tell Aaron Rodgers to just suck for a year. <laughs> y- yes, tell the most probably the most competitive quarterback in sports to suck. Yeah, no, that'll work out great. No, they've told him to do that for like the last seven years, and he's like, "Nah, I'll get you guys to the playoffs on my back." But then the defense will cave, and I can't do nothing. I say, it's like you mean carry my team. Got it. Um, But I find it interesting that, you know, obviously we're talking about our Dolphins and Packers today. And there's just lots of Dolphins and Packers news to talk about. So, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's a speculation right now by Rappaport. He said he's heard it out in the ethos. Um, You know, honestly, I'm not sure if the trade happens. I get the kind of gut feeling it won't. I think it's just kind of... You know, it was one of those, well, let's leak this and let's see who can overreact and pay us more. Yeah. But let's talk about the news that you actually told me that I didn't know about. Um, So I believe this was first tweeted by Gillette Nation. If it wasn't, I apologize. Um, We're looking at this article via Total Pro Sports. Um, Chris, I'm going to let you talk about this because I want to hear you get irrationally mad. Okay, so I saw this yesterday when just scrolling through Facebook and it took me to Twitter. Um, It was a leaked and rumored trade between the Packers and Patriots. Um, The Patriots would be trading down from pick 15 and it seems like they would acquire Jordan Love our first round, 29th overall pick, and a fourth round pick. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, I want to I want to trade up, but I and I don't want Jordan Love on the team. Not that I don't like Jordan Love. It's just I don't want quarterback competition between anybody else and Aaron Rodgers because it's Aaron Rodgers all the way until he decides not to play football anymore. Um, but I, I don't like the fact of giving up last year's first round pick and our uh, already slotted – 29th overall pick. I think if this were to happen, we should give up maybe a third and a fourth with Love, considering he was a first-round pick last year. Mm. Um, that's just my opinion, though. I don't really. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not an NFL GM, so I guess I'm stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say you're stupid. You're just. Uh, I'm I, I, with you. I feel like Love and a first might be a little much. Um, well, it's because he was taken first last year, or in the first round last year. I mean, that just, he's already basically a first round pick. And then you're giving up another one and a fourth just I mean, to get one first round pick picking 14 spots up. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the, the necessity of a trade back with, between 15 and 29. I feel like Jordan Love might be a little too high of a price for that. I feel like, I feel like it's either Jordan Love or it's the 29th pick. I, I don't think it can be both. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, it. 
yeah, I just, I mean, I nobody's seen Jordan Love play at an NFL level because of COVID hit last year, and he he didn't even see the field. He never dressed. So, I mean, I can kind of understand why they want Love and a first because mm-hmm. of the potential bust in him, but I I don't see it because, again, nobody's seen him play, so they haven't seen him play bad, but nobody's seen him play good either. So, I mean, I, I think a first He's is an unknown too commodity much. right now. Yeah, and I just think a first is too much. Yeah. With Jordan Love, with Jordan Love. I mean, unless there's someone, like, just you really, really want, and, and maybe you're like, you know you know what? We messed up last year. We thought Aaron was going to be leaving quick. Turns you out he's up. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they messed up. You know, you done messed up, eh, Ron? <laughs> no, the done messed up Green Bay. Um, but if that's, I mean, I don't know. It looks like I'm looking at the photo. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up at Gillette Nation. Um, it's a, it's a Patriots, you know, kind of a fan page from the looks of it. Um, they have an Instagram as well. Um, that doesn't remind me of what a office would look like. You know, well, then again, you're just you're just looking at a computer, a keyboard, and a book covering a potential piece of paper giving up the trade. And yeah. You can't really tell. I mean, you never know. I mean, it does kind of look like there's a wall behind the computer. Um, I don't know what kind of office this would be from. Like, if it's like I think that's it's, carpet down there. I I don't know if they would have carpet. Uh, the, the Patriots don't seem like they'd be a carpeted organization. Yeah, and see, this is rumored to be from the Green Bay offense o- office too. So like, it's Green Bay offering this stuff up. Like, I I just don't understand why you would do that. And also, who just leaves that laying around? Yeah, like 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 that has too. to be like a, a secretary or an intern who just snuck into the GM's office and went, oh hey, look at this. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like that's uh, just—they're just—they're just putting putting food for thought out there. Like I don't—I don't want to completely on. discredit these guys, but it—it it seems awfully suspicious. You know, I—I I don't buy it. Um, I, just, I hope it's not true. <laughs> no, I mean absolutely. As a Packers fan, no. Um, but you know, I just. Something just seems off about it. I don't think it's actually real. Um, you know. I hope not. I just, yeah. And I'm looking at some of the, the Twitter comments here. And a, a lot of people are not believing it. A lot of people are saying this is a, a bad trade. You know. I mean, because it is. <laughs> you just got... This is one of those you just can't... Can't believe everything you see, you know. And, and who knows, it could be real. And if it is real, I will go over and hug you at work, you know. Um, <laughs> unless you don't work that night and you're coming to the fancy football thing that we talked about this morning. But, you know. I doubt it. I'll probably be working. Darn it. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. If you wouldn't do it at night, then, or during the week. Well, I'm sorry that that's when the NFL draft is. Well, I mean, so. 
Wait, I'm, I have, I'm gonna have to draft while I'm at work, aren't I? No, 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 no. This is. Oh, this that's is, just for that's just to watch the NFL. Yeah, that's just to watch okay. the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Um. But yeah, I just. I don't know it. I look at it and it'd be like if we just tweeted out the same photo that we, you know. And just hey, look at this, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I see a meme right under the one that's posted and there's a sticky note that says Jordan Love no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I doubt that it happens. I hope that it doesn't happen. But if we do end up trading up, I hope we don't give up our first round pick. Mm-hmm. Trade so. details. Patriots, 2021 first overall pick. 2022 seventh round pick. Jaguars and a keel herring and a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like just looking at the other stuff that this this peop, that this page has posted makes me less likely to believe it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, Whoa. crazy things have happened. That's a, uh, that's a thing here. Um, it's kind of draft coverage, so it kind of fits the theme. I'm just looking at Twitter here. So, pro fantasy football, or pro... F- Football, football. How do you, how do they just say it? The PFF. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, PFF, yeah. Uh, they just did their running back rankings. And I'm looking at their top five, and it kind of surprises me here. Who's the top five? Uh, so I'll go from five down, okay? Okay. So five, you have Khalil Herbert. He's out of Virginia Tech. Number four, you have Michael Carter out of uh, North Carolina. Okay, those three, two guys I haven't heard of. <laughs> three, uh, Travis Atene out of Clemson. Okay, I've heard of him. Two, Najee Harris. Really? One, Javante Williams. I haven't heard of him. Uh, Javante Williams is another running back out of North Carolina. They had a great dual threat uh, team out of North Carolina this year. Really? Oh my god, it was... Like, go look up their numbers real quick. It was stupid. Like, I mean... I remember watching them run on the Hurricanes, and it was just, like, I think they put up, like, 500, 600 yards rushing on them in a game between the two. Really? I know there was one crazy game I heard about someone having, like, like nine touchdowns and, like, almost 800 rushing yards or something like that. Yeah, I mean. But I don't know if it was North Carolina. I think it was. uh, Like, let me just look up. Real quick here. Got the pulled up here. So Michael Carter ran for 1,245 yards. And Javante Williams ran for 1,140 yards. Okay, so yeah, both of them over 1,000 yards. That's, that's um, Receiving wise, Javante Williams had 305 r- yards receiving. Michael Carter had 267 yards receiving. Each of those was 25 catches. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I thought that Travis Etene or however you say his last mm-hmm. name, I thought he was he was the number one back coming into the draft. Uh, but, I thought and, and Najee th- was. And, and things happened throughout scouting and all that stuff that changed people's opinions. But I thought it was Travis and Najee Harris number one and two. Yeah. Um, my personal opinion. But I, I'm kind of high on Javante. I mean, look, I'm going to read you – his longest rushing yard for a touchdown was 65. 
You want to know how many touchdowns he had on the year? Just rushing, not counting his receiving? Uh, he had 24. He had 19 rushing touchdowns. Oh, I just took a shot in the dark. Uh, overall, he had 22 total touchdowns between rushing and receiving. That's not bad, though. And, I mean... Aaron Jones is better. 5'10", 220, so he's built. <laughs> but he's short. Okay, but as a running back, do you really need to be tall? I mean, no, you really don't. Because if if you're one of them shorter backs, I mean, you get lost in that offensive line, you can pop out of there and even surprise the cameraman and you're still running. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, by the way, he's taller than Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones is an elusive little back. <laughs> I didn't say he was. Or I, I didn't say he was shorter than, or taller than, or, yeah, I didn't say Aaron Jones was going to be taller, but, like, I, I love Aaron Jones, just the fact that he, just what he can do mm-hmm. uh, in the backfield and out of the backfield. Uh, the Detroit game early in the season, coming out of halftime, that, like, 75-yard touchdown run, that was just, whew, yeah. that was amazing. Uh, I'm, just, I'm looking at uh, Javante Williams' stats right now. So 2018, he had 43 rushing attempts for 223 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, 2019, he had 166 attempts for 933 and five touchdowns. And then this was kind of his breakout year with 157 attempts. He had 1,140 yards and 19 touchdowns. Yeah, but you think they get to their junior and senior year, that's when they're actually trusted with the ball and then they oh, absolute chances and they're in the game longer so you would expect their stats to go up no absolutely but i mean just it's good seeing that improvement especially whenever he is a target for miami in the second round um you know they're talking about taking them with the second round pick of the texans that we have for this year's draft you know it depends on obviously who's there at 18 and who we take it you know it's all depending uh of course i'm i, I look at the athletic as the year i were talking earlier our first three picks from the athletic, they have us taking Kyle Pitts, Micah Parsons, and then Javante Williams. I'm doing backflips if that happens. That's a great haul. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I know what team I'm going to be in Madden 22 whenever it comes out. You'll definitely, stay Green Bay. Not definitely the Miami Dolphins with all the picks that they got. No, no you, you stay the hell away. <laughs> <laughs> no, back, back up. I may just not be a Green Bay Packer player in Madden 22, depending <laughs> on how this draft goes. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Uh, oh, buddy, I do, do. You need a hug? Some I might. Yeah. If if day one of the draft does not go well, I might need a hug. Well, remember, it's not just your day one picks you got to hit on, and and Green Bay is especially good on hitting on day two. Yeah, day two. I'm not worried. Really worried about day two, except I mean, last year we kind of just. Picked people we didn't need for whatever fucking reason, like AJ Dillon. Like, well, see, but that's the thing. I, I stand by the AJ Dillon. Oh no, I do because, too. Because, but because of the fact that you had two running backs coming up on contract, so I, I don't disagree with that pick. Now, especially when it wasn't guaranteed that Jones would be coming back at all. Right, exactly. Or Williams. I mean, you could have lost them both very easily. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I stand by that A.J. Dillon pick, and at the Tennessee game, uh, my Mountain Dew cans. <laughs> I can hear it. It sounds so loud. I am so sorry for the people that have to listen to that. Whoops, I got distracted. 
But anyways, after that Tennessee game and watching A.J. Dillon run with the football, I was pretty happy with the pick. Uh, We just got to get him more involved in the offense. And with uh, Jamal Williams not on the team anymore, I believe that will happen. Um, I kind of hope it's more of a 70-30, Aaron Jones to – I already forgot his name, but yeah. <laughs> A.J. Dillon. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I wanted to say Dexter Williams, but that was like two drafts ago. Three. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'd like to see it because it, it seems like the last two years especially, it's been um, like 50-50 with Jones and Williams in 2019. And then last year, it was more of a 60-40 Jones to Williams. But I'd like to see Jones have the majority of the carries unless he's – tending to an injury then obviously you want you don't want to get him hurt but uh wow i'm just kind of scrolling through the green bay transactions and i just i just don't like them you know i i just (laughs) i just want to just well then then let's go let's change subjects here We'll we'll talk about your packers here in a second (laughs) um let's go let's do a quick hits around the league and then we'll go and talk about miami uh, Marquise Goodwin signed a one-year contract with the Bears. That's a meh signing. I mean, meh. You know, Marquise Goodwin. Who's that? Was Marquise the uh, San Francisco wide receiver. He was. I oh, remember him yeah. as the guy that, like, the day he lost his uh, just-born son, he caught a touchdown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew his name sounded familiar. Yeah. Um, Aaron Donald um, was. Accused and then cleared of an assault case. I found out he was protecting the guy that was accusing him of assaulting him. Um, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so good on Aaron. Way to be a stand-up guy and protect somebody in a bar fight. And then he gets accused of not protecting him and beating him up. But, but then know. he gets cleared. He got cleared. Yeah. You know. Just imagine being Aaron Donald, being accused of beating him up, and <laughs> and you protected that guy. And it's like, dude, I was there protecting you. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Um, I do want to talk briefly about the OTAs here in a second. I'm not sure if, if you've read much about those. I don't. I have none. No. Okay. Uh, then it'll just be like a quick little talk here, but I want to go over a few things first. Um, Alex Smith announced his retirement. I did see that, yes. And, man, honestly, what a comeback story for Smith. It, it might be one of the best comeback stories in football history. Because the dude was at a point where he wasn't sure if he was ever going to be able to walk again, let alone play football again. Yeah, I mean, that was the same injury that ended the... Joe Theismann. Yeah, Joe Theismann. That was the same injury that ended his career. Yeah. Alex Smith came back from it. Yeah. So, So, I mean, mean, the times are different, obviously, but... I mean, awesome awesome on Smith. I'm glad he's... I'm not sure if that's how he wants to go out, but hey, you know what? He's going out. He's going to be with his family. And wish him the best in retirement. But, but but guess what? What? I bet you the 49ers are regretting taking Alex Smith number one overall in 2005. <laughs> I think a lot of people are regretting passing on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, looking at this now, um, Jordan Reed retired today as well after seven seasons. Really? Yep, just retired three hours ago. That was another Washington football team. Yep. Speaking of... Since we're on the Washington football train, have you uh, seen the list of their potential new names? Yes, I have, and let's talk about this because I have opinions on who, on what I think that, and I got pulled up. Me too. Um, because I saw that and I was showing Myla it, 
and I was like, hey, which one of these do you like? <laughs> uh, where did you go to find it? I saw it on the score. So let me go ahead and look that up here real quick. Um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, look it up on the score. Um, they have some interesting team names here. We'll read some off to you real quick about kind of who they are and kind of what they were talking about. Sorry, they have a whole bunch of Alex Smith stuff currently on their score feed. Oh my goodness, where'd it go? Where did it go? I'm trying to find this here. Okay, I think I found it here. How far did you have to scroll? Pretty far. Um, so, it's also on, trying to find, Mike Callow's uh, Twitter. He is... That'll be easier for me to and find. And then J.P. Finley of NBCSS. Um, they have the Washington Wild Hogs, the Washington Riders, the Washington Capital City Football Club... The Washington Red Wolves, the Washington Aviators, the Washington Wayfarers, and the Washington Ambassadors, as well as their other teams, uh, the Washington Griffins, the Washington Warriors, the Washington Armada, the Washington Rising, the Washington Swifts, the Washington Commanders, the Washington Pilots, and the Washington Rubies. So, um, here are, they, they say pick two, right, on this? So, Chris, give me your two, or should I go ahead and give my two first? Yeah, give your two. I can't friggin' find it. Hang on. I know where I can find it. I just didn't want to have to go here. Yeah, look up uh, J.P. Finlay, uh, J-P-F-I-N-L-A-Y, NBCSS on Twitter. He is verified. So this has a little bit more credibility, in my opinion, than uh, (laughs) the trade that we looked at earlier. Uh, for me, I am saying give me either the Washington Griffins or the Washington Red Wolves because both of those sound badass. Um, sneaky third one that I almost selected here. Uh, I feel like the Washington Commanders would be pretty cool as well. Okay, give me a sec. I almost got it pulled up here. Um, and the main reason why I say the Griffins, it goes back to my love for the Detroit Red Wings because their minor league team is the uh, the Griffins. So... Okay, I personally like, um, see I have to say it in my head to see if it sounds good, Yeah. and then if it doesn't sound good, I'm out. <laughs> um, I, I like the Washington Warriors, personally. That'd be a good um, one. I like the Washington Red, Red Wolves, that would be kind of hard to say though, like if you're saying it really fast, Washington yeah. Red, Red, Red Wolves. Here you come know, the Red have Wolves! To, you have to slow down and say it. Um... I kind of like the Renegades. Yeah. Um, I like the Wild Hogs, the Washington Wild Hogs. Oh, I, I, that'd be like a really cool homage to like their old offensive line too. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the Washington Griffins. But yeah, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick either the Red Red Wolves or the Wild Hogs, and then the Warriors would be a number close number three. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what they do with this. I, I'm really, like, I, I I don't really pay attention to the the Washington football team, but, like, a, an NFL team is getting a new name. Like, this has not happened in my yeah. lifetime. Yeah. 
Well, not, not mean, since not since they went from the Redskins to the football team. Well, right, but that was <laughs> the, that's that's not even a team name. That's just we're a football team based we're, in Washington. We are know? indeed a team, guys. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, the only thing that's happened, like team name wise, is the city would change in front of the team name. Like the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. Go back to San Diego, go back to St. Louis, and go back to Oakland. <laughs> no, see, I, I'm, I'm okay with Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that, that rolls off the tongue pretty well. But, yeah, I think the Rams need to go back to St. Louis, and the Chargers do need to go back to... Okay, you know what? I don't think it's fair to San take away Diego. L.A., so um, pick one that has to go back, St. Louis or San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, I agree with that. St. Louis. Um, I don't think they really sold out much in St. Louis. Because like, that's definitely a hockey. I mean, obviously, we live close to St. Louis. I mean, they had their passionate fans. And it, it also helps whenever you're good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're good, then you sell seats. But the Rams' time in St. Louis, they were never good. They sucked all the time. After the greatest show on turf. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, like I said, that is a baseball and hockey town. Like, that is, that's what that team lives, that's what that city lives and breathes. I mean, the Blues and Cardinals have been good. They've won championships. I mean, I could go without hockey and the Cardinals are just... Hey, hey dude, you're joke. not just my hockey, okay? <laughs> but just hockey's... Like, no, 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 no. I just no, can't no, get behind no. it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I will not take this from someone who does eye racing. Hey, that's fun. <laughs> um, anyway, you tell, tell me playing NHL on the PS4 is fun. No, it is. The, the controls are so difficult. No, they're not. And you, you get no winded no so skill. easily. No yeah, skill. I mean, I, basically, but like the game's just garbage. Let's be honest here. G- go spin in a circle for a little bit. Uh, I mean, okay, <laughs> sounds fun to me. Anyway, anyway, let's. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, the OTAs, a lot of teams are opting out of OTAs for COVID protocols, as well as uh, injury risk. Sounds gay to me. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm indifferent. I, sure, do it. Go ahead. I mean, you know, why not? Uh-huh. And, and there'll be more coming out later on down the road, but let's let's go ahead and go into Miami talk here. How's one more piece and one more piece of news: okay. the Steelers signed Mike Tomlin to a three-year extension. Did they? Yes, three well, hours. Good ago. for Mike Tomlin, and good for keeping on the tradition of never getting rid of your coach. <laughs> three coaches since 1965. That's impressive. I mean, okay, we got to talk. That's impressive. That is extremely impressive. Like I don't know how you do it. Like. 1965 to 19 or to 2021 that's like 76 years 75 years or something years is it from 65 to 21 yeah it would be 66 years yeah 66 years but to have three coaches that's an average of like 33 years a coach like 31 and a half years a coach but yeah like most people are not even in the NFL that long. No. So I mean, honestly, like, or half that time. I don't know to if that's just extreme loyalty or 
if that's just they've had good and they've had some good coaches. Bill Cower, honestly, I I can't remember the coach before Bill Cower. I can't, I'm, I I'm, I don't know. Your guess is as good as because mine. I'm a. It's uh, been so long. <laughs> I, I had to look this up now. Uh, because obviously, so we're going to show our age here. Uh, Chris and I were born in the '90s. I was born in '99, ten days before the Y2K. <laughs> there you go. See, and I was '96. Um, so they've had Mike Tomlin, Bill Cower, and Chuck Knoll. Yeah. They've only had sixteen coaches since 1933. Jeez. Yeah. But you think. 13 of those were from 1933 to 1965. Yeah. Like, that's... I mean, that's more of, like, the Browns' realism nowadays. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Knoll was the coach. Um, How long did he coach for? From 1969 to 1991. Okay. He had a... He coached 342 games. Uh, 193, lost 148, had one tie, had a winning percentage of .566. How many Super Bowls did he win? I Uh, assume he would have won at least one, right? Honestly, I think so. Um, You think he he coached from 69 to 91? He played in 24 playoff games, uh, won 16 of them, and only lost eight. Yeah, with that, with a sixteen and eight record, you would have got to the Super Bowl at least once. Yeah, you would think, right? I'm trying to find. I'm looking up real quick here. Um, yeah, so it looks like he won four, four Super Bowls. Yeah, Super Bowl nine, Super Bowl ten, Super Bowl thirteen, and Super Bowl fourteen. Okay, so doing back to back twice. Yeah, and then. Bill Cower and Mike Tolleman have only won one because yes. they have six. Are they same? Sorry, I'm looking at this thing and I think they think Bill Cower's dead. What? <laughs> um, I'm looking at this right. So, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at this wrong here. But so next to Chuck Knoll's name, they have a cross. Um, and Knoll did die in 2014, right? But also next to Bill Cowher's name, they have a cross. Maybe that's because he's not the coach anymore. Maybe. But they don't have it on any other (laughs) coach's name. Well, you would think anybody who coached before (laughs) Noel would be dead too. Well, like they have like John McClaney, they or John McNally. They've got like a double cross. Weird. It's weird, but um. I, I don't know what they're talking about there. And they, they don't have, like, an indication of what it is. Um, anyway, yeah, so good for Mike Tomlin and good for the Steelers organization. Yeah. Get rid of Big Ben and Juju. Um, yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> so, Dolphins time. Um, I'm going to tell you this much. Their stats are not impressive. Yeah, because they sucked. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, okay, so I'm going to go into this as a true full review. Had you told me at the beginning of the year, uh, before the last year's season, we would have the third overall pick and the 18th overall pick from the Texans and Dolphins trade, I'd be like, yeah, sounds about right. I would not have expected Miami's pick being 18. I would have expected our pick being third. Yeah. I, I, I'm going into this completely like, yeah, I expected us to be bad 
Honestly, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, I knew they'd go 10-6 and six and be vying for a playoff spot. Nope, I was shocked. <laughs> I was over the moon. I was ecstatic. I was like, what is going on? Um, so, well, I'm going to go over my love-hate relationship with Ryan Fitzpatrick and why I'm a Tua Tagovailoa believer. Uh, so Fitz, in nine games played, had 2,091 yards. 13 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and was sacked 14 times. That's not bad. than Tua. <laughs> Bite me. Bite me. <laughs> I mean, Tua played 10 games and only threw for th- or 200 less yards. So. Okay. All right. I- I'm about to get on right here. And you're okay, gonna... wait, 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 wait. Played in one more game. He had three more completions, and he had 23 more attempts and threw for 250 less yards. And his average was lower, and his yards per game was did, lower. Did you did you watch any Dolphins lower. games last year? I mean, I watched some. I watched the Ryan Fitzmagic uh, watched... face mask throw to. I think it was against uh, Las Vegas or something. And I, I'm pretty sure it's Chan Gailey was our offensive coordinator last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, now we have two offensive coordinators, which is going to be interesting. I don't know, that Lynn Bowden Jr., 10 games played, 50% completion percentage, 16 yards on the average. Hey, he could be your next guy. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the guy that would come in for those trick plays. Yeah. Um, hey, got a better average. <laughs> but anyway, so our offensive coordinator last year, um, not a good OC. Um, he, so he had two different styles when it came to Tua and when it came to Fitz. When it came to Fitz, it's like, hey, you know what? You're a proven vet. We're just going to let you do whatever the hell you want and just let him do whatever the hell he want. But when it came to Tua, you also got to remember Tua going into this year, coming off major hip surgery, all this, you know, um, you know, I think we're going to see a better Tua this year. I think we're going to see a more free Tua this year. Uh, Because obviously from the pictures I've shown you of him just getting jacked. What a joke. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Don't remember that whenever we actually pick a wide receiver to help our quarterback this year. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. We'll take a quarterback and make some more controversy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you guys hosting Jeopardy now. Yeah, he actually wants to do that full-time. He's doing a football. good job. <laughs> yeah, hit, I think his two weeks are up, though. Yeah, I think so. Um, but so, I don't really hate Ryan Fitzpatrick. I hate when he's Ryan Fitzception. Um, he only threw eight. I know, but there are times where he just makes some boneheaded decisions. <laughs> okay, and then there's times where he'll be having a face mask grabbed and jerked the opposite nope, way. And absolutely. One absolutely. The... <laughs> and that was the, that was the thing. It's just, he was the most consistently inconsistent quarterback. I remember watching for a long time. And I just go, you have like times where you make me go, damn, you could be Aaron Rodgers level. And there's other times where I'm like, damn, you remind me of Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, and that's why he's the quarterback. He is. Yeah. I mean, not to your opinion, Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to be in the Hall of Fame. What the f- <laughs> What? <laughs> not, obviously not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but the dude the is Hall played of on... Fame? S- the, the Hall dude of is Fame? Fl- 
look at the dude's career. He's played on so many different NFL teams. And you think he, a guy who has thrown <laughs> 223 touchdowns and 169 interceptions is in the Hall of Fame? Okay, all right, all right. Give me a sec here. I'm going to, okay. No, see, here's the thing. We're going to say this, but my, my, my constraints on the Hall of Fame is a lot tighter than what the NFL football lets in. Okay, 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 okay. What was, um, what was Fiddy's TD to INT? Uh, it was one, so he threw 223 touchdowns and 169 interceptions. Okay, 223, 169. I need a calculator. 223, 169. Okay. He's almost thrown for 35,000 yards. Uh, that's, that's a 1.3 ratio. That's not terrible. He's also almost thrown an interception a game. Okay, so... 164 games played, 169 interceptions. Uh, he, no, we're... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Brett Favre, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. That, dude's, that dude threw 508 touchdowns. Yeah, that's a lot. He had a long career. It was all with one team, right? Yeah, yeah he, was, he was always the starter. Sure, okay? yeah, no, yeah, all with one team. Okay. Let's not talk okay. about the Jets and the Vikings. Okay, but before he retired the first and second time, Okay. <laughs> Now, his interceptions, can you guess how many he had without looking it up? Just guess. I'm going to guess 300. 336. Yeah, uh, you also want to know why he had 336? Because he just yeets the ball. Without yeah, he throws the ball 80 yards the down the field. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick can do that too. and But when he does it, it's like, oh, you suck, oh, blah, blah, you suck, get off my Miami Dolphins team. <laughs> but that's the thing. He's not known as a strong-arm quarterback. Have you seen his QBR ratings? No, I don't choose to look at those. <laughs> you don't choose. I didn't want to. Didn't <laughs> do, do, do you want to hear his QBR? Let me tell you his QBR ratings. So okay. we had to start in two thousand and six because no, no, no. Let's just against the or for the Dolphins. For the Dolphins. For uh, week one, he had a sixty. Week two, he had a seventy. Week three, he had a ninety-six point nine. Yep. Oh my. Week four, he had a sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, against San Francisco, he had a ninety-nine. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Yes, he had a 39 and a half. Do you see Holy what I'm talking crap. about now? Against Denver, he had a 30.4. Yikes. Do you see what I'm talking about now, Chris? Hey, that's putting him in the Hall of Fame anyways. No. I, no. Just, I want to put him in the Hall of Fame for how many teams he's played on. I will put him in the Hall of Fame if he plays for three more teams, just based on that. I don't think, he, I don't think he's got three more teams left in him, though. He's, he's in the same draft as um, freaking Big Ben, right? Big Ben was taken uh, in 2005. His first was 2005, yeah. Yeah. So he was around seven. He's, hey, he's, he's basically the unsuccessful Tom Brady of the NFL. <laughs> well, let's be honest. <laughs> round oh, seven, pick two fifty. Um, yeah, his he, total, he, he, yeah. he does need a Pro Bowl though. If he gets into the Pro Bowl this year, he is eligible for the Hall of Fame. No, <laughs> let's let's get him in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Has he even played in the postseason? Yeah. No, wait. No, I was thinking of. I was, he's on the Washington football team now. I was thinking he was on them last year for some reason, but he wasn't. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has. I'm sure he has, right? He has to have. Uh, regular season. Uh, let's just... Uh... Like I'm looking this up. So here's his QBRs since 2006, because in 2005 they didn't do it. Uh, 99.7. That's great, except for he played one game. Had a zero completions and zero attempts. Hey, that's pretty good. 
yes, in 2008, he played on the Bengals for 13 games, had a 52.5. Hey, that's not terrible. Buffalo in 2009 uh, played 10 games, 35.2. I mean, he had his struggles, don't get me wrong. Buffalo in 2010, 52.3. <laughs> Buffalo in 11, 50.1. Buffalo in 2012, 45.2. He's been about a middle-of-the-pack quarterback his entire career. And you want to put him in the Hall of Fame. A middle-of-the-road middle quarterback in the Hall of Fame. There are a lot of middle-of-the-road people. Okay, there are people calling for Julian Edelman to get put into the Hall of Fame. And we discussed this last week. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. If Julian Edelman gets put in the Hall of Fame, Jordy Nelson gets put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, Jordy I Nelson's look got better stats than Julian Edelman does. I, I'm looking up Hall of Fame quarterbacks right now, and we'll go through... Like, how many people, and, and I'm taking out, like, people I don't know because I just don't know them. So, playing on eight teams in the NFL in your career is mm-hmm. not cool. Like, let's just put them in the Hall of Fame for that. Most teams played in an NFL career. Eight. That's the only thing he's in the Hall of Fame for. <laughs> um, so, just looking at pure quarterbacks, right? Um, so, Steve Young belongs in there. I don't know who Bob Waterfield is, but he also played from 45 to 52. Kurt Warner belongs in there. Norm Van Brocklin. Don't know him. Johnny Unitas, I know the name, so he should be in there. Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. Roger Starback. Yeah. Bart Starr. Yeah. Ken Stabler. Don't know who he is. Joe Namath. Uh... Probably, yeah. I'll say yeah, but his stats say otherwise. Uh, Warren Moon, another Moon? Joe I Montana. just because of the way he changed the game of the football. I think so, too. A running quarterback and an and a elite thrower as well. Uh, Joe Montana, yes. Dan Marino, yes. Peyton Manning, yes. I don't know who Bobby Lane is. Nah, Peyton Manning, nah. <laughs> Jim Kelly, yes. Sonny Jurgensen, yes. Bob Greasy, yes. Otto Graham, yes. Dan Fouts, don't have an opinion on, because honestly, don't remember. Uh, Brett Favre, yes. John Elway, yes. Len Dawson, don't know. Terry Bradshaw, yes. Um, George Blanda, don't know. And Troy Aikman, yes. You're going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick with those guys. Why not? The dude's a beast. I should just... Drive over to your house and punch you. <laughs> we are not having this discussion anymore. He's not a Hall of Famer. He can be in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even put him in that, to be honest with you. I'd put the, him in the Hall of Meh. The Hall of Average? <laughs> the Hall of Meh. Um, you, you, you have angered me so much. Now my cat is in here staring at me. <laughs> anyway, so Tua. I think it's Tua time. Ah, uh, I mean, nah. Nah? Nah. No, it, it's two a time, I think. So one thing I noticed about this team, we were fairly young in the most part. And a still lot of, are. Yeah, oh, yeah, we still are. Um, but we're, it's something me and my dad have talked extensively about, and I'm sure you can agree to looking at their stats. We're missing that game changer on offense. Um... And whether that was to a, a tamed offensive calling coordinating schedule, I don't know. Like, Miles Gaskin was our leading rusher. He had 584 in 10 games. That's not bad for 
you know, uh, Savan Ahmed, he had six games, he had 319. You know, yeah. uh, our top receiver was Devontae Parker, he had 793 in 14 games. Mike Isecki was second with 703 in 15 games. And then it was Miles Gaskins in 10 games with 388. So we're missing that that game changer on, and, you know, and Mike Gusecki, I feel like, can be the game changer on at tight end. And I, I am a, me and my dad differ on this. I love Devontae Parker. I think he's a stud. I think he's a, you know, but I think we need, and I think bringing in Will Fuller will help Devontae Parker. Well, um, yeah, you get, you get another decent receiver to compliment somebody on the other side. They're down, or they're, unless they get hurt, they're destined to do good. No, absolutely. So, once, uh, you know, we're kind of looking at, like, I, I've been a big fan of Jalen Waddle. I think the signing of Will Fuller would be a good way to bring Jalen Waddle in because he brings that speed like Will Fuller does. Also, was watching a um, YouTube video last night. Didn't realize Will Fuller's only been in the league five years. Yeah, it's because he's garbage, that's why. I don't really think he's garbage. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but I think anybody not on the Packers is garbage, let's be honest here. See, and this is where our biases come different. I try to take some of my biases out, and you're like full-blown homerism. Uh, I mean, you know, loyalty. <laughs> loyalty. Uh, you know what? I admire it. So, but, like, when when I look at this team, if, if we're just read off these stats, man, I would assume this team would have been bottom of the... I mean... Quarterbacks were sacked 34 times. That's not good. Um, our, our line did get better throughout the year. I feel like after week 9, week 10, it got a little bit better. Um, I mean, just think about it, though. I mean, through both quarterbacks, you threw for nearly 4,000 yards. That's just 200 yards less than what Aaron Rodgers threw for. If you left Tua in there all year or you left Ryan Fitzpatrick in there all year, yeah. you might get to 35 3,700 yards. Yeah. It, one quarterback. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's kind of a great thing. You know, I'm looking at real quick here. I'm trying to find um, kind of like sacks per – that we gave it per game. It's a little bit harder to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, like two of us sacked 20 times in 10 games. So that's not good. But well, we also had three, I believe, three uh, rookies starting for us. Um, so, I, I believe a Penny Sewell would fix that, <laughs> or Rashawn Slater, or you know. Yeah, you guys don't need nobody. Back off. We don't need anyone. Right. Just, 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 just give me your guys' first round draft picks, and we'll give you a seventh. You know what? Uh, but the big thing that surprised me this year was this defense, and this, and their special teams play. That's what truly changed the game for the Dolphins here. Um. Yeah, our defense wasn't good. <laughs> our <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I'm not going to sit here and say our offense was good. Our Why defense. Why Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa both have a tackle? <laughs> because we're good, <laughs> or because they both threw an interception and were the last man standing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes it happens. Uh, you know, our offense. Our defense kept us in the games. A lot of our games. Oh, yeah. Most of them, yeah. Um, you know, looking, we had 41 sacks last year, which is really good. Uh, we lost Kyle Van Noy, so there goes six sacks. But, you know, if you bring in a Micah Parsons, um, 
Uh, you won't get him. He'll go to Green Bay. No. <laughs> go to Green Bay. Um, but then you look at interceptions, and we had 18, and Xavier Howard, who's a stud, had 10 of them. Holy crap. He did have 10 interceptions, didn't he? Wow. And 20 pass deflections. <laughs> nah, I could do better. Put me in the game. Please. And one forced fumble. I mean, Xavier Howard, severely underrated for a long time now. Uh, he got a good contract, a good team-friendly contract, too, in my opinion. Uh, was a second-round pick in 2016. Right. So, He'll go to the Green Bay Packers. No, shut <laughs> <laughs> I understand you want him now because you're afraid of Kevin King over there. Uh, I'm afraid of Kevin Ke- I've always been afraid of Kevin King over there. Are you kidding me? But that then, dude's absolute garbage most of the time. But then he also has a great counterpart to him in Byron Jones. Yeah. I mean, we have some of the best... I feel like our safeties might need a little bit of work. I don't think Eric Rowe and Bobby McCain are it. Um, but safeties are just kind of, hey, throw a dart and hope you get an Earl Thomas or something like that. Uh, or Darnell Savage. You know, Darnell Savage, too. yeah. I'd love a Darnell Savage. Yeah. I'll trade you Byron Jones for Darnell Savage. How about that? How about you give me Xavier Howard? And no, I'll give no, you no. Adrian you do Amos. not touch X-Man. You do not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, like it, it was great because we had a lot of – we didn't have a super – like, we had two superstars, I'll be honest, and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And then good players and Kyle Van Noy. But then after that was kind of um, – kind of just guys, quintessential guys. Yeah. Um, but we got the most of them, and a lot of that has to go to Coach Flores, Coach Flo. You know, he's the one that has really turned the ship around. I Until feel he sinks it. I was so worried whenever we got a uh, a Patriots defensive coordinator coach because I was like, oh no, this is not. But like you know, and I was worried whenever we traded away Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, and Flores is just like it's he's not buying into my system that I want him to. And admittedly, yeah, sure that trade doesn't look great for us, but if he's not buying into the system, then that's not the type of guy you want in the locker room. You want guys who are going to buy into your system. And you know what happens when guys buy into your system? You take you this looking Dolphins team and you go ten and six. I mean, it, overall, it's not a bad Dolphins team though. It's not. Well, like I said, we're, we're missing that game-breaking talent that we could potentially get at six with a, a Kyle Pitts, a Jamar Chase, a Devontae Smith, a Jalen Waddle. You know, if we get, like, a solid running back like that Williams or Najee Harris or Travis Tene, whew, look out, you know? And then we get a game-breaker on defense to help with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. You wish. I do. I really do wish. <laughs> um, but I think the future is bright. I think... I think if Miami gets competitive, it's going to be looking at this coming up draft. Um, yeah, I think I think it's still Buffalo is going to run the division for probably a couple more years yet. I think so too. I think I think we challenge for the division title this year, next year, just based on because you know we got two firsts in the next two drafts. Well, I think we have one first next year and two first the years after that. I mean, but you know we're setting ourselves up in a position where hey, guess what? We can make this work. We can go BPA and just build like that. So thanks, Laramie Tuttle. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but then, I, I mean, like I said, honestly, I did not expect this team to go ten and six. I really didn't. Um, especially after yeah, losing of- the first two to New England and Buffalo. 
Um, but then we came out and we, you know, we th- we thunked on Jacksonville like everyone should have. Lost a close one to Seattle, 31-23. Beat San Francisco, blanked the Jets, beat Los Angeles, beat Arizona, beat the Chargers, lost to Denver, which was kind of disappointing. <laughs> beat the Jets hey. again, beat the Bengals, lost to Kansas City, 33-27. Two of that game had 316 passing yards. You know how much our running game had? 35. And if Aaron Rodgers was playing that game, he would have won. <laughs> we'll find out this year. I still have your uh, prediction saved to my phone. What, what was my prediction? 35 uh, 30? 35-31. Oh, 35-31. Okay. Yeah. It's also saved in last week's recording, if you'd ever go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you kind of look at our highest rushing per game. We didn't have a hundred. Well, we had one hundred and twenty-two from uh, Salvin Ahmad, but other than that, we had a ninety, a ninety-one, sixty-six, eighty-seven. I mean, our rushing attack wasn't there. Just plain and simple. No. Yeah, you guys didn't have anything. Um, and and obviously, we didn't do ourselves any favor in Week Seventeen, uh, losing fifty-six twenty-six to Buffalo. Yeah, you just screwed the pooch on that one. But yeah. if you had beat Denver, then you'd have been in the playoffs. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, you figure if we win one against Denver or maybe we pull out the win against Kansas City or we beat nah, Seattle or we beat New England or Buffalo earlier in the year. I mean. The only reason you guys were in that game against Kansas City is because of the Mahomes three interceptions. Let's be honest here. Yeah, but, I mean, when you can pressure Mahomes and get three interceptions, you put yourself in the position to win. Or when he just doesn't have an offensive line and he just runs around like a chicken without his without a head. I mean that's fair too. It's um, the ball everywhere. So just kind of looking at our depth chart, uh, Will Fuller will, will miss the first game, but then he's back in week two, so that'll be nice. Why suspension? Yeah, suspension for his PEDs last year. What a bitch. Um, our offensive line currently goes. Um, we got Austin Jackson at left tackle, Eric Flowers at left guard. Yes, that Eric Flowers. They have Michael Dieter at center. I put more Matt Skur at center. Uh, Jesse Davis and Robert Hunt on the right side there. Um, you know, we got a top two wide receivers of Parker and Fuller, Miles Gaskins, Malcolm Brown, our, our running backs, and Tua is our QB1 with Jacoby Brissett behind him. Um, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. So He's not um, a bad little backup quarterback. You know, I'd like to see us maybe improve a little bit more on the defensive side. Um, our we do a three four defense. You got Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, and Raquan Davis, and then linebacking core is Andrew Van Grinkle, Brendan McKinney, Jerome Baker, and Emil Ogba with Howard and um, Jones. Byron Jones, and then Eric Rowe and Bobby McCain in our secondary. So, I mean, there's room for improvement here. Um, I feel like we can improve the line. We can improve the running back core and just get that game changer on the defensive line or even in the, in the linebacking core. But overall, I mean, I you got to be optimistic if you're a Dolphins fan going forward. Yeah, optimism. Opti- <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, do you have any... Thoughts or opinions on the Dolphins? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good season for them. They'll yeah. 
probably be better this year if I had to guess. Uh, you, you thinking eleven and six, or what are you thinking here? Uh, yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood, eleven and six, twelve and five, something like that. Uh, I mean, it, it just depends on what they take in the draft, but I can see them making the playoffs. Uh, here's my question for you, as an outsider and someone who doesn't have any biasism here: Do you think Tua is the guy going forward? Or is that know. too early to tell? Depends on how he plays this season. He needs a full, in my opinion, needs a full season under his belt. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I think I think the talent's there for Tua. I really do. Um, you know. Because so Pick Rogers hasn't had talent around <laughs> him. <laughs> um, I, I think Tua's just got the talent in him as well. Um, you know, I, I know it's hard for, you know, people to say Alabama quarterbacks are good. And, and statistically, they haven't been. But Tua wasn't your statistical or your prototypical Alabama quarterback. You know, that's, you know, you, you look at, like, you know, Mac Jones. He's not a Tua Tonga Bailoa. You know, uh, he's, he's a little chubby guy. He's going to stand in the pocket. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to think of other great. Um, who was the guy? I was really high on him. He was. Hang on, now I gotta look this up. Um, I AJ McCarron. That's his name. AJ McCarron. Oh, that dude. Actually, I run into him when I was down in New Orleans once, and they were playing in New Orleans for a bowl game. That dude kind of went garbo in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but but look at but again fits that mold of standard pocket passer in the SEC. Yeah. But Tua kind of broke that mold. Um, For now. Yeah, no, absolutely. But we'll see what he can do throughout the next season. I think he's got, like you said, potential, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I wish we would kind of, I mean, I'm taking a look at like our receiving touchdowns. Gasecki had six, Preston Williams had four, Devontae had four, and then Adam Shaheen had three, Durham Smith had two. Miles Gaskin had two. So, obviously, we need help at wide receiver the more I look at this, uh, which makes me more and more on the Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Jamar Chase pick. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, like I said, we got Will Fuller here. Maybe if you sign him to a longer term. I mean, he's on a one-year deal, so who knows? But, I don't know. Uh, Chris, like I said, any thoughts, any more on the Dolphins before we uh, go to today's sponsor, which will be Anchor? Not, not really, no. All right, we'll be right back. Um, we're going to have a little quick sponsor break by Anchor, and then we will come back and we will talk about the Packers. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, sorry for the little ad break there, but now we're going to move on to the Packers side of everything. Um, and then we'll kind of do a, our normal grading and positive negative. Uh, so, Chris, the Packers, I'll let you uh, take the floor on this one. Yeah, I'm just a little salty. They only made about six moves in free agency, and all of them dealt with the players already on their team. <laughs> I didn't do anything. When you're pushed up to the cap, it's kind of hard to do anything else, though. Who cares? Get rid of people. Reconstruction or reconstruction? Yeah, restructure contracts. And um, if I was Rogers, I mean, the dude's rich enough. I would just take less money, (laughs) um, personally. But um, 
Yeah, whatever. It is what it is, I guess. Okay, well, you started off with Rodgers here. Um, obviously, he started all 16 games. You did not see former first-round pick Jordan Love in there at all. Uh, threw for almost 43. In fact, he was one yard short of 4,300 yards. Yeah, thanks a lot, Devontae. Um, <laughs> in- incredible, incredible season. 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. Was sacked. So, it's weird. Their sack totals are 21, but it says Rodgers was only sacked once. Um... Uh, Give me a sec here. Or 20 times. So, so they're missing a sack somewhere. <laughs> oh, I think I know why. Because um, of the botched field goal attempt. Uh, does that count as a sack? I, I think it does. Because it freaking J.K. Scott got scared, flipped it to Crosby, and he got hit in the backfield. <laughs> that might. Um, and, and obviously, I know you're a big Aaron Jones fan. He had 1,100 rushing yards. I mean. Dude's a beast. Dude is a beast. Dude is a stud. Another stud you got to talk about is Devontae Adams there. Um, Markel's, you know, MVS, he had more receiving yards than I thought he did. I, I would have thought Tanyan would have been the second leading receiver there. If Devontae Adams plays 16 games, he goes easily over 1,500 yards. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, that he had he almost had over 100 more targets than the next highest targets on the team. Um, I also think he goes for 20 touchdowns, if not oh, more. easily. No, if he – I think if he plays two more games, he gets at least 21 to 22 touchdowns. And 21 touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, is an NFL record. <laughs> Which so, I mean, kind of makes me sad realizing that he was at 18 and he could have potentially broken an NFL record. Uh, so, yeah, so we were kind of denied history that year by Adams. Well, what, what injury did he have again? It, uh, turf toe, I believe. No, that was last year. He had, I think it was like a hamstring injury or something like that. Happened in, he he pretty much played, didn't play in two and a half games. It happened in the game against Detroit, and then he sat mm-hmm. out the next two. Um, so, obviously the biggest talking point around the Packers has been their lack of help around Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side of the football um, yeah, Aaron Jones is out there. He's a stud. You no longer have Jamal Williams, uh, but you got A.J. Dillon to kind of replace him. Um, is it going to be weird seeing Jamal Williams in Detroit? Yeah, for sure. Aaron Rodgers caught a pass for negative six yards. What are you doing? <laughs> Bust. <laughs> trade him. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're looking at it um, – you know, looking at yardage-wise, you had Devontae Adams, obviously, with 1374. MVS had 690. Uh, Tanyan had 586. But then you get the drop-off of Alan Lazard at 451. You know, Aaron Jones at 355. Jamal Williams at 236. Equinomius St. Brown at 117. And Sternberger at 114. What's going on? I mean, who's supposed to be the next guy coming up there for the for the Packers? Um, hopefully somebody they draft because they can't develop wide receivers to save their lives, that's for sure. They can develop offensive linemen for days. Yeah. <laughs> but receivers, just no, no nothing. Um, I don't know. Uh, Alan Lazard, I think he would have had better stats had he not had that core injury after yeah. week three. Yeah, because he, he lit it up the first few games. Yeah. And I, I think that just derailed the season. I expect bigger things out of him. He He's a good, solid number. But, see, I like – Allen and I like Marquez, but they haven't shown the potential I want them to show. But at the same time, I've seen training videos of Marquez Valdez Scantling working on his route running, working on his hands, 
and it looks good. But I mean, like, I need to see it in in action in in a game. And, and, and the not big thing dropping then is, wide open passes that would have went for a touchdown. But, I mean, know. and obviously you're not looking for a number one. You've got your number one. You're just looking for a number two at this point. And no, I know they brought in a number. F- we're looking for a number one to go along with our number one. <laughs> we want two of them bad boys on our team. Uh, you know, and, and obviously Devin Funches was brought in, but he sat out for COVID precautions. He's oh, supposed baby. to be back on this year. Yeah, that's true. I, f- I keep forgetting about him, but I don't. I mean, I don't really know. He. Uh, I think he's going to be the number two you guys are looking for because then you can move MVS to the slot where I feel like he's going to be deadly. I think, and and you'll either hate this or you'll love this, I think MVS in the slot will be better than Randall Cobb in the slot. Um, I mean, yes and no. Speed-wise, yeah. Hands-wise, no. <laughs> I mean, you could Rand- bring back the uh, mummified corpse of, um, I'm already forgetting his name, who was... Your token white wide receiver you had. Jordy Nelson? Yes. Yeah. You can bring back him. Bring him I back from the farm. Yeah, he was so let's good. Let's bring him back. He was amazing. I remember I drafted him one year, first round fantasy football, and he tore his ACL. Yeah, that was the uh, second to last year he played. Yeah. Yeah, tore his ACL in preseason. Um, yeah, I so, wasn't happy about that. Oh, I bet. Is there anyone like particularly you want to talk about when it comes to the Packers? I mean, obviously besides Aaron Rodgers... I mean, <laughs> Kevin King doesn't need to be on the team anymore, but <laughs> I don't want to get into that. I mean, but but get into it. Tell me, I mean, like, because you got to remember, some people may not know, you know, they may look at Kevin King's stats here, um, which I'm going to have to scroll down because I thought he had an interception and he did not. He didn't even have an interception? No. Oh, my God, dude. Get off my team. Um, are you ready for kind of the sad part here? Do you, uh, what? Do you what? want to be sad? Uh, I'm already sad. Just hit me with it. So he's played 168 games with the Packers. Oh, and he's only got uh, six interceptions? Yeah. Do you know how many he's got in the postseason? Zero, because Zero. he doesn't do anything in the postseason. And only 27 pass deflected. That dude just... Why did we resign him? Who else? Who's behind him, though? Who cares? Let him go and draft somebody. <laughs> but but are you going to draft a wide receiver? Are you going to draft a quarterback? I mean... I'd rather have a cornerback that won't give up a freaking play to end the half in a playoff game knowing you never let anybody behind you on those plays. What happened and to Josh Jackson? Wasn't he supposed to be the number two? I have no... He's been hurt a lot. That dude sucks. Um... But again, I'll mention back to the athletic. They have you taking Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech cornerback. But I, mean, I don't want that. He's got back problems. <laughs> there is just no pleasing you, is there? No. I mean, you give me somebody good, and I'll be happy. You give me another Alexander, oh boy. But those are hard to find. So. They are. They are. Um, so I think this might actually be a first on teams where someone outscored the kicker. Um, Devontae Adams did actually outscore Mason Crosby this year. Oh, yeah, because Mason Crosby didn't kick the freaking ball. <laughs> so he always got into the end zone or didn't get in it. Trust me, I know I had him on football for a while. <laughs> uh, he did make all his field Only, goals, though. He had to, basically one field goal a game? 
Oh my goodness. But he did miss four extra that. points. Did he really? Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, which is kind of sad, actually. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going through now to kind of see if there's anyone that outscored their kicker when it came to scoring. Um, so I need you to filibuster here while you talk about the Packers. So. Um, we scored Aaron Rodgers through for more touchdowns than we did punt the football. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we punted the football 46 times. Aaron Rodgers threw for 48 touchdowns. I know there was a time uh, early in the season, I think, I can't remember what the stat was, but it was a crazy stat. It might have been the touchdown thrown compared to the punts punted. But, yeah, we had a really good offense last year. We either scored touchdowns or we just turned the ball over. And we didn't turn the ball over very often. Yeah, I'm just looking at all this scoring here. And so far, no one's come close to even having what their kickers scored. And somehow, Devontae scored more than... <laughs> you want to know why? It's because Devontae's a beast. He is. He really is. Except he fumbled at one time. Oh, the one time. I mean... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously here... Green Bay is in a good position. They're going to be in a good position for a long time still to come. Uh, what are kind of your thoughts on the season, though? I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a good season, but it was disappointing at the same time because uh, you you got to the same point you got to last year and you almost got embarrassed again by a different team and it i mean it goes back to just a lack of preparation i i feel like because they played both teams they played san francisco early in the year they got embarrassed they came back and they got embarrassed again and then this year they they played tampa bay early in the season they got embarrassed they came back and almost became an embarrassment game when, until the defense decided to step up and give the offense a chance in the second half until they decided to kick a field goal instead of go for a touchdown. But that's just me. I don't I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, this year's game was a lot closer than it should have been with how we played the first half, uh, especially with Kevin King. I mean, he gave up two touchdowns in the first half alone because he doesn't know how to play defense. I could have covered guys better than he did. <laughs> And you're a, you're a tall, skinny white boy. I mean, it's not hard. All you gotta do is just make sure they don't score touchdowns at the end of the half. It's uh, basic football knowledge. I mean, yes, yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, you know, you look at the regular season and you go, damn, yeah, another thirteen three. But it's like you said, this is the second year they've gone to the uh, NFC Championship game. And, is that their ceiling? You think with this current team? I mean, I mean, it's, with the with the defense that we have and the lack of help, it seems like we have been having on offense to complement Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's that's about the ceiling. Um, I would like them not. To, well, ooh, they can't go thirteen and three next year. Oh, sweet. So we can't repeat. <laughs> I mean, we can definitely go to the NFC Championship game and get smacked again. But now, when we when we went 13-3, and three, I had my speculations that we were going to go to the NFC Championship game and lose. 
Um, I didn't want to, but um, you know, but just that feeling you had. Yeah, I mean, we didn't do anything to help Aaron Rodgers in the draft, and history repeats itself if you don't fix things. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the Green Bay's front office problem, and as a fan, it's frustrating to know that we have a all-time great quarterback in the backfield throwing the football, but they just don't want to help him out. I mean, for the first time in a long time, we do have a decent running game. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty stoked about that. But if you can't throw the ball to all but one guy and he be the only reliable one to catch the ball. Also, um, essentially what they're going to do is just triple cover Adams, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, all, that's all you have to do to take Aaron Rodgers and the whole Packers offense out of the game is just cover Devontae Adams. I say, if you triple cover Devontae, you leave one guy on MVS, and then you have your two, um, you have one linebacker on um, Tanyan, and then two people on Jones. Help, is, yeah. is that it? Is that how you shut down It's Packers? not hard, because Marquez, he'll just drop balls that are wide open. And then Alan Lazard, I mean... He's reliable-ish, but he doesn't get down the field very fast. So he's more of a 5- to 10-yard pass catcher. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I think we need a receiver, but I also don't want Kevin King on the field anymore, so I think we need a cornerback. Um, I think we should release Kevin King before the season even starts. Don't know why we should even resign him to that one-year deal. But... Um, I know I always trade him away or release him in Madden because I just don't like the guy. So. Yeah, you you really haven't been a Kevin King fan for as long as I've known you. So. Well, it's because he's got injury problems, and he's just not good. I don't know why they're trying to force him to be the true number two aside from or on the other side of Alexander because he cannot do it. Alexander can lock down one side of the field, but he can't. He, he gets burnt. He gives up wide open touchdowns. He doesn't know how to cover people at the end of a half time or at the end of a half. Uh, I, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know why we resigned him. And I see, there's like, like Casey Hayward. Uh, he when he went to the Chargers, he was playing some good football in Green Bay, but we let him go. Kevin King's not playing good football, but we keep him. I don't understand what Green Bay thinks. I, I, if it was my team, he'd be gone, and I'd be drafting another cornerback or picking somebody up in free agency. But what do I know? Well, what you need to do, do is buy some of that minority ownership. Yeah, okay, because I'm rich enough to do that. <laughs> Let me just dip into my bank account with a million dollars in it <laughs> and just buy some stock ownership in the Green Bay Pack. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, so whenever I look at it, uh, they're really doing Aaron a disservice here. It's disappointing, isn't it? It really is. I mean, looking yeah. at it, I mean, this guy's going to go down as a top five quarterback probably of all time. I, I think if Aaron Rodgers had more help and he had three, if he gets at least three Super Bowls, you can argue he is the best all time. Yes, Tom Brady has seven. Yes, he might get eight with the super team that he's got in Tampa Bay. But with Aaron Rodgers and what he has done in his career, with what he's had in his career, he is an all-time great for any franchise to have. Yeah. Because if, if you look at it, his defenses in the postseason, in his losses, 
have given up on average, I think the number was like 35 points. Yes, that's a lot. And Aaron Rodgers is good. But Aaron Rodgers can't always put up that amount of points because when you get into the playoffs, you play against good defenses. You do. You really do. And I feel like Green Bay's got a good defense. I mean, I don't. I, I, I mean, there's good pieces here and there, but it's not a good hole for a defense. I, I personally don't think. Um, their overall... So, so they allowed 23.1 points per game. That was 20th in the NFL. Uh, let me see their all-team rankings here. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say that, I mean, obviously, I, I know you aren't a big fan of the defense, but that offense really needs some help. They need more than just two guys, three guys. See, it's not that they need so much more help. They just need one more guy, one more piece. They, they do. One more receiver to complement Devontae Adams, and that's the most dangerous offense in the NFL. Easy. I mean, yeah, you got Kansas City up here throwing up 415 yards a game, and you got Buffalo with Josh Allen and uh, Stephon Diggs, and then the only reason the Tennessee Titans are up here in this yards per game list is because of Derrick Henry. Uh, And for some reason, the Minnesota Vikings are number four on the offensive yards per game. (laughs) What? Okay, Minnesota, you can do that and still lose. That's fine. Anyways, yeah, you get you get Aaron Rodgers one more receiver, good receiver like a Devonte Smith, like a Jalen Waddle, one of those guys in this draft. Um, it, it's over for the NFC, I think. Well, maybe not with Tampa Bay. I I can't freaking believe Tampa Bay has the team that they have. That kind of makes me salty. Now, I want to throw something out, and I haven't brought this up to you off air because I wanted to capture your reaction on air. Uh, There is a wide receiver out there who I feel like could benefit Green Bay. And and you may not like it. In fact, I wouldn't like it. But he would add, he'd be your number two, and he'd come in right away and probably be really good for you guys. His name's Antonio Brown. See, I figured you were going to say Antonio Brown, and I wouldn't mind it as long as he's not a diva baby. Okay, but let's be honest. Room. I mean, do you think he can do that, though? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mind OBJ coming to Green Bay because yeah. I've heard trade talks of him leaving Cleveland. Would you um, get the 29th pick for OBJ? No. Okay. Not at this point in his career, no. And that's fair. Uh, I would give maybe an Alan Lazard for and like a fourth for OBJ. Would you give but, a Jordan Love in a fourth for OBJ? Yeah, would you give Jordan Love, Love a first and a fourth for OBJ? <laughs> no. Get Jordan Love out of here, but no. <laughs> Not a first. Because Jordan Love is the first. Get it? Because he, he was a first-round pick last year. Yeah. Um. I mean, is there? I mean, I'm looking at their interceptions. I mean, Darnell Savage led the team with four. I would have guessed it would have been Jair. But yeah, but people don't throw to Jair. That's why. Th- yeah, and th- that's what I realized. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, no one really kind of threw over to his side of the field, which is fine. I mean, <laughs> why risk it? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think Jair only gave up like 
a handful of touchdowns all year. Because the dude's just a beast. Yeah. Jair really is just a stud over there. Um, I mean, he had 13 pass deflections. He had an interception for negative four yards somehow. How do you go backwards on an interception, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> He's just trying to make some space to run. Yeah. And he had a forced fumble, so... Um, I mean, yeah, he didn't have the turnovers you may expect from a number one cornerback, but at the same time, they're not throwing to him either. And they're running they're running away from him. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to the Packers? I mean, there is and I there isn't because I just get so salty when I talk about a 13-3 and team getting shellacked pretty much in the playoffs and the championship game because that's basically what happened. I mean, the game was almost over after at halftime because of Kevin King giving up that freaking touchdown. Oh, I hate that guy. Do you think the Packers have a similar regular season next year? Yes. I, I think, see, in their schedule for next year, and it probably won't pop up on ESPN, will it? No, no it won't. But that almighty game of Week 17 between KC, that's going to be... That's going to be a barn burner, man. So I'm going to give you my prediction as the Packers' records okay. uh, right now. Okay. So their home opponents are the Bears. I think they win. Lions win. Vikings. They're going to split with the Vikings. Whether they lose at home or away, I think they split. Because for whatever reason, we just split with them. Um, so uh, 1-0, 2-0, 2-1. Ooh, man, the Browns. We're going to beat the Browns. We're going to beat the Browns? We're going to beat the Rams. We're going to lose to the Steelers because T.J. Watt is just going to have a game. Um, we're going to beat the Seahawks because they beat us in 2014, so we're just going to beat them. Um, and we're going to beat the football team. I I, I think we could easily go 13-4. and four. Okay. That's 17, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think... I think, ooh, man, maybe 12-5. and five. The teams that I see us losing to are the Vikings splitting, the Steelers because of T.J. Watt, the 49ers because of their defense and George Kittle, and uh, the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson, because I Nick, just don't think we could stop him. And you then, can't stop the run, <laughs> except for that one time against Derrick Henry. Yeah, and then potentially the Chiefs. The Chiefs game is up in the air. I think we go 13-4. and four, Maybe we will go twelve and five because of the Chiefs. But you know what? I mean, if you do that and you still go to the NFC Championship game, maybe you're hoping for. I mean, obviously you're hoping for a different result than the past two years. If we go to the NFC Championship game at thirteen and four again, I'm just not even going to watch. Let's be <laughs> honest. I'm not even going to watch oh. because we're probably going to get just absolutely destroyed for a third straight year. And if that happens, I'm just going to be so depressed. You have no idea. I'm just not going to come out of my house for a year. <laughs> that post-recording of the NFC Championship game will be glorious. Um, that post-recording will not include me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm having to talk a like, I'm worried about Chris, but uh, he told me to go ahead and record. So, <laughs> um, How do you feel about Matt LaFleur as your coach going forward? I, I like him. I, I think he calls for the most part, excellent games. Um, kicking that field goal at the end of the Bucks game, dumb idea. 
your best chance was to leave the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hand. But on the flip side, I think it was second down, Aaron Rodgers could have ran the ball into the end zone because he had a hole to the right and nobody. And he's like six yards from the end zone and he didn't run it in. I don't know if he didn't see it or what. I saw it, but I had a better vantage point, I guess. Um, but I think they should have went for it because they lost either way. Yeah. If you got the touchdown, you could have tied the game with a two-point conversion. Um, but, oh well, it happens. And then and Kevin King cost us the game by holding, so, you know, that's fine too. I forgot about that until now, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's just let's just re-sign the game that solely or re-sign the guy that solely lost us the NFC Championship game last year. That sounds like a good idea. And then I guess I don't really have to ask your opinion on your guys' GM. I I like him and I don't. Because he had a great first season, you know, the, the signing of the Smiths and everything. Yeah, and then he hasn't done anything, and he drafted <laughs> Jordan freaking Love last year. He re-signed Kevin King. And and... He re- oh man, I'm starting to not like this guy. Um. <laughs> So I feel like Green Bay and Miami are on two different trajectories, which is why it's interesting what we're talking about because Green Bay is at that point, but they're also wanting to look towards the future at the same time. But they shouldn't be because they have the future right there in their freaking backfield, and it's Aaron Rodgers because he's ageless. And then, like, Miami's they're they're on that upward trajectory looking towards the future, and they're just about to turn that table, to turn that corner to be competitive. Only took him about twenty or so years to get it, there. It, it did. Right. It really did. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's been really been a back long... to the Dan Marino days, really. Yep, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. So it's been um, like forty years. Our list of QBs rivals the Browns, um, and that's something <laughs> people don't talk about, and I'm glad they don't. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I feel like Green Bay, if they went all in, honestly, and got another ring. I think it's a win for them. And I think that's what they should do. I, I know you don't want to hear it, but if you can trade that first-round pick and get you a stud wide receiver to help Aaron Rodgers, do it. Just oh, do it. I mean, if they do that, then yeah. But it depends on the receiver. To be yeah. honest, it's got to be worth a first-round pick. It can't be somebody who's taken in the third round and he's kind of he's decent, but he's not good. You know, like but, I, I think of... Like five wide receivers on the top of my head, you should trade that first round pick for. And I think I realistically, I think realistically you could get two of them. Calvin Ridley's on that list. I want Calvin Ridley. Um, the five I think you could realistically go and get. Um, I feel like Tyler Lockett's on that list, but I don't feel like you could get him for just a first. Nah, I don't want Tyler Lockett. He's old. Um, Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones, take your pick. Uh, I think you're Calvin more likely. Ridley. I think you're more likely to get Julio than Calvin. Yeah, but I'll take Calvin Ridley because Julio Jones old and washed up. One of um, I don't think you get Mike Evans, but you could probably get Chris Godwin. If, if we stole a Buccaneers receiver and then that Buccaneers receiver is the reason we knocked the Bucks out of the playoffs, that would be amazing. And then one I feel like my Ravens friend would love, uh, Marquise Brown. Ooh, I wouldn't mind that. See, and, and he hates Marquise Brown. Throwing them, throwing to him. He hates Marquise Brown. I don't get it. We wouldn't have a running back throwing the ball to Marquise Brown. We'd have a quarterback throwing <laughs> the ball to Marquise Brown. <laughs> um, but shall we go ahead and go into the the grading positive negative for our teams here? Yeah, whatever. 
I suppose. Uh, so for Miami, <laughs> I'm giving them a B plus. They completely blew away my expectations, going ten and six. Um, the positive is they're progressing, and that's impressive to see. The negative for me has been their offense was lackluster, in my opinion. Uh, they need to do more on the offensive side of the football. But I think we'll see them draft offensive heavy in this year's draft, and I think that that will kind of start setting us up better for the offensive future. So I, I'm giving a big B plus because they they legitimately surprised me this year. I'm giving them an A mainly for their potential in the future, but also for their season this year. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick led teams don't usually go ten and six. <laughs> That's fair. They're about they're about eight and eight to maybe seven and nine. You know, I mean, but. Uh, he he did his part. Tua did his part too, uh, but I I think overall it's it was a positive season to go ten and six. Surprised probably a lot of people and a lot of fans, especially you apparently. Yeah. But I think the one downside that I see is what um what does Tua truly bring? Because I'm I'm still not quite sold on him yet. And, yes, he's been working out. He's been doing his training, which is great. But will that but, translate? Exactly. That's, yeah. I want to see that translate before before anything. Well, and I think that's part of the reason why we're willing to trade back to see what Tua has. And then, if need be, we can draft one later on down the road. You yeah. know? Um, all right. Green Bay. Um, I'm giving Green Bay an A. Yes, going to the NFC Championship game. Losing to the Buccaneers is harsh. Um, but the Buccaneers almost seemed like the team of destiny, and there's always that one team. And I felt like they were that this year. Uh, positive is Aaron Rodgers just seems to know where the fountain of youth is is not telling anyone. But the I negative think, is... I think Tom Brady told him. The, the negative <laughs> is, why aren't you helping your man? I mean, this yep. is just, dude, you have, you, you've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and you have two rings to show for it. Yep. It's embarrassing. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've had one and have no rings to show for it out of that, but, you know. Maybe. Well, uh, I guess we have two and one. Maybe I should stop winning our fantasy football league, because the last two years I've done that, they went 13-3 and three to the NFC Championship game and lost. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So. Maybe I'll just stop playing altogether. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your grade for the Packers? I give them a C. Wow. I figured that would surprise you. Just because of the NFC Championship game? No, I give them a C because of last year they went to the NFC Championship game. Last year they were 13-3. and Last year they lost in the NFC Championship game. They turn around. This year, 13-3. and Lost in the NFC Championship game. Did nothing to help Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. This year, have done nothing to help Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. There's just... There's nothing really good to say about this team at this point. Yes, you have Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you have Aaron Jones. Yes, you have Devontae Adams. You have good pieces on this team. And you have good pieces on the defense. Darnell Savage. Alexander. But 
he has that the the management is just horrendous at this point it seems like like i'm scared to see what they're gonna draft because i feel like they're gonna draft a freaking kicker in the first round that would be the trajectory we're going to i mean there's in my opinion there's no positives because this team was in this exact same point last season and did nothing to help themselves I, i i don't I don't know how there are really any positives outside your true playmaking players. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Alexander, Darnell Savage, the Smith brothers, mainly Zedarius, but... Kenny Clark. Can't forget about Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. He's had some injury issues last season, though. Yeah. And Rashawn Gary, he's coming on. I mean, he's a nice... He's coming on real nice. Second in the team in sacks. Yeah. Um... But I, I mean, I love the team, but I don't like the management at this point because they're not doing anything to help the team win. Because obviously they went to the championship game last year, lost. They did it again this year, lost. What have they done to show for it? They re-signed somebody who lost them the NFC championship game, and they re-signed like three other players that were already on their team. That's all they've done in free agency. That's it. Apparently, that's good enough for them. Not good enough for me, but you know, whatever. So, yeah, I give them a C, and nothing really positive to talk about. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, Next week, we are doing the mock draft for the first round. Uh, We're only going to do first round because um, trying to do a full seven round would be insane. But a first round should get us on our usual average. Um, I knew I told I told Milo going into this recording that this is either gonna be our longest or our shortest episode, and it looks like it's shaping up to be our longest. Uh, You're welcome. Nothing wrong with that at all. I enjoy it. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. Uh, tune in next week before, while we kind of go over uh, kind of who we hope our teams will take, what we think. Uh, we're, we're trying to hammer out how we're going to do it, whether we're going to go by what we think they should take or what they probably will take. Uh, and we'll let you know what type of format we're going at before the episode here. Um, other than that, Chris, you want to sign us off here? Yeah. Well, I appreciate me and TJ. appreciate everybody that listened. Uh, we enjoyed doing this, and thank you very much for tuning in.